0: okay salam alaikum everybody uh, for islamic uh, startup.com we have a uh, brother destin from us yeah. currently living in uh, malaysia
1: yeah.
0: how are you brother how's everything good Alhamdulillah. we're blessed to be here in australia look at this beautiful place we are here at this uh, marvelous retreat spending some time with uh, some very talented people and brothers and sisters talking about some cool things you said last night that you create a couple of different organizations could you briefly tell me what are these organizations
1: yes yeah, so I have three companies uh, one is called Omoide so Omoide Com, and then I built another, and that Omawide is a media company. Then we built EmpowerChange.org, which is that's an online advocacy platform uh, focused at the American Muslim community. We're hoping to take it around the world soon, inshallah. And then the the newest company is called Sanam Bank, which is an all digital uh, Islamic banking experience, which we hope to launch in 2017. And then really just a big advocate for uh, startups and Muslims and startups, and seeing uh, recognizing the scale. That Muslims in tech are at as playing major roles in tech ecosystems around the entire world. And just before we go into the
0: startup space and some of the incredible information that uh, that we can learn, uh, I want to ask you. Recently, there was a protest in U.S. Uh, that uh, your organization was involved and uh, and the sister Linda, uh, she was uh, one of the organizers. Uh, Could
1: you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so with Empower Change, we've really been responding to everything happening with Muslim communities from a social justice perspective, but we use technology to do it, and we've grown to 200,000 members in just 13 months, and we're able to organize things really rapidly, and we were a part, Linda, one of my, one of my co-founders, Linda Sarsour, she was one of the main organizers for the Women's March in Washington, D.C., which was some of the largest protests in the history of the United States, and then also we were part of the big protests that happened at the airports around the U.S. Uh, right when the Muslim ban was announced and it was just incredible to see, I was at San Francisco airport, it was amazing to see five, six thousand people shut down the entire international terminal and say we're not going to take discrimination against Muslim communities and we won't accept this Muslim ban, alhamdulillah, like that, Muslim, that we have a legal system and Trump can't move us straight into fascism as he would uh, like us to. Uh, but, but yeah, so we were able to fight back and we were it was incredible to see what everyday Americans think and are supportive of Muslim communities in the US and
0: what's something that motivates you to do this when you think about these things what where is the motivation and drive this is incredibly complex things to, to do and put together what motivates you
1: well I mean my own journey to Islam I was deeply inspired by Malcolm X and I think that his vision was to fight for racial justice to unite global communities and oppress peoples around the world including uniting the Muslims and uh, so I think a lot of that is at the root of what I do and then my and then my own some of the first ayats, the verses in the Quran that really struck me were about Ta'arif and this idea of that Allah is calling humanity to know one another. And I think that a lot of... So my work I see is how do we how do we connect people through media? How do we connect people uh, through startups and through building uh, economies for progressive powerful communities? Uh, how do we connect people in terms of building political power for social good and social impact? And so I think that those ayats about Ta'arif, that's deep, deep work. And we don't, even as Muslims, to know each other and... Islam as a global civilization is made up of 10 to 15 civilizations. Mm. Yet we don't—we focus on Arab communities, unfortunately, exclusively almost. But yeah, the, the Bosnian community, the Turkish community, the, the Nusansara community in Indonesia and Malaysia and West Africa, North Africa. All of these are civilizations that are at the core of our religion. And yet mm. we don't know the true complexity of ourselves. We don't even know each other, let alone humanity so so there is that element of passion like lots of people
0: have different passions but you have succeeded in something that looks incredibly difficult which is to make it operationalize it and f- make it as a functional system how difficult is
1: to build something like that i mean uh, starting anything is hard but you just have to start you have to you have to believe you have to have belief you have to have a good support network you have to i would say always be with other founders, be with other founders of companies, right? Uh, Build that network and just hustle. It's all about hustle. Like if 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 you have passion, you believe in what your idea and you have hustle and you respect the data, there's like, I always say like the lean startup model is great because what it's telling you is, you know, build, start, fail fast, and you, you need to be honest. If you're not if it's not gonna work, if your financial models are broken, if you're not gonna be able to make money off of it, then move on to the next idea. Right? You need to you can't stay stuck in something. Also, it's best to start a company you don't just leave your job make sure that you're able to make money before you leave your job but but have that side hustle the side hustle is like one of the keys to your life well most people are like i'm going to work 40 hours a week my whole life and vacation the rest of it fine if that's the lifestyle you want that's the lifestyle you want but if you want to be financially independent you want to really grow something you want to grow your community then you have to you have to have that hustle you have to have that side hustle and then build it into your permanent work
0: what does that mean hustle what does that practically mean in your case what hustle does that mean what do
1: you what do you how do you what is it? Hustle means it can be from like learning how to build a website, mm-hmm. learning how uh, learning how to build a company. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know any of this stuff when I started. I don't come from a family that has f- that started companies. I'm the first person in my family to start a company. Let alone now to start companies in multiple countries, right? To incorporate in multiple countries, is, 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 and, and so you have to figure all of that out along the way. And that hustle means you have to have the I, I call it lean learning, you should t- we, sh- we have to have lean learning, meaning that if you don't know something, you need to figure it out. Our education models are broken. The, to think that we need to go to a university or get an MBA to do something is just ridiculous because those, most of those programs are teaching us antiquated knowledges, not to say you shouldn't learn, you should always be learning, as Muslims we know that we always should be learning, but learn the right knowledge, be focused on the right things, find the right things to be reading, right? And, and, and that's again, a lot of that has to do with have the right mentors. Make sure you always have a mentor, have someone who's teaching you something. Like, And hustle is finding the right mentor, showing people that you have the passion to even be around them and, and to learn from them. And so, yeah, we're here with amazing people like uh, Wada Khanfar, like there's an amazing mentor for us in terms of someone who's built political power, built a media, helped build a media company, and now working all around the world with, with the work he does, right? So hustling just to be around someone like that, to be close to the right people, um, so, okay, so, so, we, so we have that component. Now, in terms of opportunity
0: that you see specifically in Muslim space, let's say Islamic economy, yeah. uh, this morning you gave an interesting presentation. Could you give me a couple of main issues when you think about opportunities in Islamic economy space for Muslim entrepreneurs? I mean, the, rather- right now, the
1: main spaces that are actually making money and raising venture capital funding is definitely around uh, the modest fashion space and then also the halal food space. You know, there's a lot of opportunities there. I think the Islamic uh, fintech, Uh, Financial technology is really going to be one of the next ones, but we have to break down the walls of Islamic finance that Muslim governments have built around it For it actually to be innovative because unfortunately the people in that space are just really really comfortable and they're living and I think that it could be something much greater. Right now, only 5% of Muslims around the world even use Islamic finance, any Islamic finance product. And so it shows that it, we haven't reached scale despite the fact that there's you know 1.8 billion Muslims around the planet. So there's a lot of people, like in Silicon Valley, the, the stat that I use is that there's been billions of dollars in venture, venture capital raised by Muslim founders, by hundreds if not thousands of Muslim founders in the United States and in Silicon Valley in particular. And then there's been billions of dollars worth of exits, meaning their companies were sold, they made serious money off of it. So one of my, friend, one of my good friends and a mentor is Omar Tawakal who, who sold his company Blue BlueKai to Oracle for $400 million a couple of years ago and now he's on to building his third company. Amazing entrepreneur who sees opportunity, takes it, b- builds companies the right way and is able to move to the next stage. And that's why I'd say the greatest opportunity is in the general space of just being in the technology community, having ideas, hustling and building it. And there's been a lot of people like that. Another one is like Omar Hamoui, who now works uh, at one of the largest venture capital funds in the world because of the his company was called AdMob that he exited to Google. Uh, for hundreds of millions of dollars. And so there's a lot of people like that 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 have had big, big exits within the community who have just hustled, built companies in the right way and then exited them or now are, or have gone public with them also, right?
0: What about in terms of the funding in space in that space? How
1: do you see the funds coming, investors? Uh, what, what do you see in that space happening? I mean, investments is a hustle, right? And you have to have the right investors, meaning that don't take stupid money that's just gonna be money and it doesn't come with relationships if you're gonna take investor money and you're selling part of your company you want to make sure that uh, with that investment comes the right relationships I and like so, that one, stupid money uh, yeah, don't, take stupid money. don't stupid. take stupid money I mean seriously because I think that we're like we want any money mm-hmm. but if, but if you have the right idea you're gonna be able to raise money if you're if you're having a really hard time raising money and you don't raise any money maybe maybe you have the wrong idea right mm-hmm. or And the the way I would say and and the venture capital space is declining right like it's not as easy to raise money right now So one of the best things you can do is a lot of startups would say focus purely on growth I would say it's good to focus on growth But it's even better if you can focus on actually making money from the start and building a sustainable team building a sustainable company And what's the key in that? What's the key in sustainable growth? I mean having the right business models and understanding Understanding the space that you're working in enough that you you know how to make money Maybe you have some expertise in the space that you're going into that will allow you to make mm -hmm. money right away and say this is an opportunity where I know I can make money right away. A, a good example, like the media space is so hard, and there's a company that I follow closely in the US called Blavity, she raised a little bit of capital, and despite the the venture capital's desire, uh, the, her VC investor's desires, the thing she did with it is she hired an ad team, because she said, look, I don't know that I'll ever be able to raise more money, I'm gonna hire an ad team that's gonna help me build this company right mm-hmm. now. So it goes against the logic of for a media company just focusing on growth. Rather you focus on the growth of money that will allow you to focus on growth long term. What is the long what does short term growth matter if you're not making money? So what's next for you? What's what's the focus yeah, so we're building, we're actually rebranding Umawai to be called Life Beyond Borders because we want to have a larger focus beyond just Muslim communities because we really think one of the most fascinating stories in the world is uh, global global youth cultures and global youth entrepreneurship, and so we're really focused on that. We want to build a, a global media company, so we're actually having a big festival for called Life Beyond Borders Festival in Malaysia in October, and so we're going to invite all kinds of people from throughout the world to that, and we'd love for you all to come join us, we'll follow up about that information. And then building Sunan Bank, we want to build in different companies around the world, so we're looking for the right partnerships in different places. And uh, yeah, and Empower Change, we just keep growing, uh, fighting the good fight in the U.S., and then we're going to start, hopefully, launching in other uh, markets like Australia and the the U.K. in the coming years. So just pray for us, for our success, and continued uh, Tofiq, inshallah. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, brother. I think that was
0: very inspirational. Uh, it's 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 inspiring to see that Muslims are adding value and building the lifestyle that are around the values and ethics and and things really that we see more and more young people care about and that just shows us that this is the right time for anything to do with values with, with, with things that uh, are not just about numerical growth but they add sense of purpose in life so it's it's great to see these models that are also commercially viable. And I once again thank you for taking your time to participate in this interview.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All the best. Peace. Thank you. Salaam Alaikum.